Thank you for joining us for Let's Pray, a ministry designed to help and encourage through Bible reading and prayer. And I'm Brooke Suttle, the pastor of Royal River Baptist Church in Yarmouth, Maine. Our scripture reading is found today in the book of Hosea, chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. And while you're finding your place, let me share with you the theme of this chapter. We're considering the cultivation of obedience. The cultivation of obedience. God wants us to cultivate the right kind of things in our life. And I can't think of anything that's more necessary to cultivate, to work at, uh, than obedience. I know we're supposed to trust the Lord through faith, and we come to Him by faith. But we need to work at this idea of following the Lord and walking in His precepts and in His truths. And that takes some work. It takes some cultivation. And so we're going to look at what the Lord is wanting from Israel in verse 1. Read with me together as we look at Hosea chapter 10, verse 1. Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself according to the multitude of his fruit. He hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. Their heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. For now they shall say, We have no king, because we feared not the Lord. What then should a king do to us? They have spoken words, swearing falsely and making a covenant. Thus judgment springeth up as hemlock in the furrows of the field. We're considering the thought, the cultivation of obedience. But first we have to look at this, the neglect of cultivation. It says in verse 1, Israel is an empty vine. And so there was the neglect or the lack of cultivation. And this is what happens when there's not a cultivation of the right things in one's life. There is an emptiness. And as we read the rest of the verse, it would appear that there's a contradiction. It says Israel is an empty vine. But then it says he bringeth forth fruit unto himself. How can you be empty and bring forth fruit at the same time. Well, the fact is, is that they were empty toward God. There was a lack of cultivation of the things of God. There was a lack of cultivation of obedience towards God. But they were they were cultivating fruit for themselves. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. It says, according to the multitude of his fruit, hath he, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. So there was an emptiness, but it wasn't for them. It really was. They didn't recognize it, that whenever we're not rich toward God, we really are empty. We really don't have anything. But they were empty toward God. Their Israel is an empty vine. But yet they had enriched themselves. So cultivation, a lack of cultivation toward God, a lack of cultivation of obedience will bring emptiness toward God. It'll also bring enrichment and enterprise. That's what a lack of cultivation of, uh, of obedience brings, enrichment and enterprise toward themselves in iniquity. They were not cultivating the right things. They were cultivating the wrong things. So a neglect of cultivation toward God will bring a lack of the right things. It'll bring an emptiness toward God. It'll bring enrichment enterprise in iniquity. 
And so they become very fruitful in doing the wrong thing. They'd multiplied their fruit in increasing their altars according to the goodness of their land, of his land, they've made goodly images. They took the things that God had given to them, the blessings and the benefits and all the riches and all the wealth and all the wonderful things that God had done, and instead of honoring him with it, they're spending it upon false gods, upon images, upon enriching themselves, enjoying what they want to enjoy instead of worshiping God. And people do that today. They take the things that God has enriched them with and blessed them with, and they set up shrines to everything except for God. And I don't believe we ought to be idolatrous toward God either. I don't think we make images toward the God of heaven. But the point is, they were taking the good things that had been given to them, and instead of giving God glory for it, they're going to bow down to false idols and false gods and give praise where it does not belong. They've been enriched toward iniquity. And so it's a sad thing. Then I see equivocation. Their hearts divided. Uh, they're double-minded, if you will. We read in verse 3, For now they shall say we have no king, because we feared not the Lord. What then should a king do to us? It says they have spoken words, swearing falsely and making a covenant. Thus judgment springeth up as a hemlock in the furrows of the field. They've made promises to me, but they're only a, there's only one problem with that. They're not keeping. They're swearing falsely in making of covenant. In other words, they've talked, but they've not done. Uh, Matthew Henry put it this way said they had a remaining affection in their hearts for God, but a reigning affection for their idols. They had a, a feeling, a tender spot, a soft spot for God in their heart. Only problem is God wasn't the one that ruled their life. There was a reigning affection for their idols. There was a submission, a bowing down, a reverence for their idols and, a, and a, just a warm feeling for God. There's a lot of people have that today. They have a feeling for God. They go to church. They have a warm feeling for God. They don't hate God in the sense that they ball up their fist and, and they wave it in the face of God. No, what they do is they embrace themselves. They're not ever going to put their fist in the face of God and defy like that. No, they have a warm feeling in, in their heart for God. The only problem is they love themselves more their affections are for their idols, and oftentimes it's themselves that's the idol. They love what they want to love and just keep God at a distance. A lot of people go to church. As long as, as, long as you don't get too crazy about church and God and serving and loving God and doing the will of God, as long as you can do your thing, go your way, and a lot of people are that way, their heart is divided. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And it goes on to say, cleanse your hands, you sinners, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Double-mindedness has everything to do with the heart. Not the intellect, but the heart. What my affections are set upon. And here the children of Israel had not cultivated obedience toward God the cultivation that they've had has been toward themselves, and it gives them an emptiness toward God, gives them double-mindedness in their heart. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, 
Would you help us to cultivate obedience in our life? Help us not to neglect cultivating the right things because a lack of cultivation of obedience in our life brings emptiness in our life, an empty vine, no fruit to present to God, no fruit that he's producing through us. We're empty. We have no offering to bring. We, we enrich ourselves with the good things that you've given to us instead of cultivating right and worshiping you with what you've given us. Our affections are toward the wrong kind of things. Would you help us to, to, to cultivate obedience in our life that we might glorify you, that we might have something to present to you with our life? And we'll give you the praise if you'd help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Let's Pray. I hope it's been a help to you. If you have need of additional assistance, you may reach us at 207-899-7949, or you may go to our website at letspraynow.org. Until tomorrow, I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.